always be joyful. Always be joyful. That's a tough that's a tough thing to think about. It's a tough thing to think about year-round. It's a tough thing to think about at Christmas. Uh, we sing those things. Is it really possible to have joy uh, to the world and, and to show the world? Well, what keeps us from joy? Well, there's a couple things. One thing that keeps us from joy is the rotten stuff that shouldn't happen. And there's bad stuff that shouldn't happen, and we, we want to acknowledge that today. We've all got to admit that bad things happen in our life. Bad things are going on. They're ongoing. Some of them are things that are just bad things. Some of them are things that we create. <laughs> some of them we're living out some of the things that we have created. We've created messes in our lives. We've gotten to the point where we find ourselves trapped. We're addicted to something. We're addicted to some drug. We're addicted to food. We're addicted to some, some kind of thing. We find ourselves in this world that has rotten stuff in it. The other thing that keeps us from joy is the blessings that don't happen. Let me explain that just a minute. The things that don't happen, the dreams that you had. You know, a lot of you had dreams. You had goals in your, in your life that seem that they're just never going to come true. The prayer that we pray that doesn't get answered. We pray it and we pray it and we pray it. We want it to get answered, but it doesn't get answered. How do we always be joyful? How do we do that? There's a lot to be angry about in this world. There really is. I want to I agree with all of you that, that are sitting here going, I don't know how I could be always joyful. There is so much to be angry about in this world. And I understand why some of us are. And you can choose to be an angry person to be a little, uh, using a, 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 a seasonal pun, an angry little elf. You can be an angry little elf, or you can be a cynical little person that, that just everything around you is, is bad and, and, and look at it that way, or, because there's a lot to be angry and cynical about. The message of Christmas is because Jesus came, you can choose to be a joyful person. Now, it starts, it's a, it's a couple process in, in, that, in that idea. Number one, you have to choose it. You have to choose it. And number two, Jesus has to let you, you have to ask him for it. It has to come in. It's something that he does because you can't, you lose your joyfulness. You lose your happiness. And we'll talk about that more as, as we go in this today. Something, if joy is something you choose, then that means that they put something on us. We have to have some involvement in this, that there has to be a time where we acknowledge that we either have joy or we don't have joy. The question I've got is this, how do you choose it? How, do you work harder at it? And like, I'm really going to hard, work hard to be more joyful. Well, that's part of it. Uh, but the question is really, how do I get from over here where ordinary responses or where, where we just, you know, I'm angry and I'm cynical to we get all the way over here to where there's Jesus's joy and his joy is over here. And it's this, this thing that's unspeakable, this thing that, we, that gets us and we go, oh my God, what in the world is that? And it's something that doesn't, it wells up from inside of us. It's something that God puts in us. It's what he has to do. But it has to be an ask from us. It has to be uh, a, a cooperation with us to do that. 
The message of Christmas is because of Jesus, you can choose to be a joyful person. That's what I want to get it through to you today. So let's, let's take home some things from the, from the, the, the uh, shepherds in the field today, because I think that's where we want to camp this morning. Here's the first thing I want you to take home. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. I'm going to get rid of this. It's there. I got a cold like everybody else. It's just a cold, I promise. Joy happens when we respond to Jesus like the shepherds did. Joy happens when you and I respond like the shepherds did. How did the shepherds respond? Hey, well, let's, let's talk about this first. You ever get news uh, that's good news? You get it in an email, or you get it in a text. Uh, you, you get somebody, people don't call anymore, but maybe you used to, you got to call. You know, publisher's clearinghouse. You, you're, no, you don't get that. That wouldn't be good. So you get, you get this good news, and there's this, this euphoric feeling that goes over you, and you immediately just feel good, and you, you have a little skip in your step, and you want to just like, you want to celebrate because something good happened in your life. If you look at the screen, it says this in Luke 2.10, <clears throat> but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Here I am in the field, and I'm sitting in with my sheep, and the biggest thing I've seen all night was some animal go to the bathroom, and it's like, don't, don't be afraid? Okay. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people, for all people. Now, they're just out there, and they're watching their flocks, and this angel comes and says, surprise, Jesus is here. He's here, the one, the Messiah that you've been looking for. The good news is, is this today. Jesus wants you to have a difference in your life. He wants you to be different from other people. He wants you to be different from the world. He has he is showing up to you many, many times, not maybe in the form of an angel, but he is showing up to you and he said, stop being afraid. I bring you good news and the good news is Jesus. And see, that has to be enough sometimes. That has to be enough. And many days, for some of us, it is not. The screen says this in Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is God's powerful method of bringing all who believe it to heaven. Now everyone is invited to come to God in the same way. That's the good news. I'm not ashamed of it. That's the good news. It's God's method of bringing everybody who, who believe to get to heaven. That's his method. That's the only way. This, this baby, this Jesus was it. That's the joy. And honestly, a lot of days for most of us, that's not enough. It's not enough. Christmas means this today, that God called us. He called us. And he didn't, he didn't DM you. He didn't text you. He sent his son. He did the, next, the, the best thing that he possibly could do. He sent that little baby to save us from ourselves and from sin. And here's where the message hits some of you here today. One of the problems is with joy is that joy only seems to last as long as the good news lasts. 
Isn't that right? I mean, you, you ever, you, you know, you, oh, I, I, you know, the, the bank just, uh, this is some of our good news. You know, you got a car payment and the bank comes in, in December or first of December comes and, hey, you don't got to pay your payment this month, so you're going to have some extra money. Good news! January comes and, oh, yeah, I got to pay the payment. <laughs> it's still there. It just delayed it. But it's good news for a minute. It just stays there for a little bit, and then it diminishes, and then it goes away. And that's the problem with joy. Joy doesn't fade. It does, but it shouldn't. Joy shouldn't fade. How do you find that good news that can last through the horrible, crummy, ridiculously hard things that happen in our life? And I look in this room, and I see a lot of you that have had incredibly hard, horrible disastrous things happen in your life and some guy with a cow on his chest is standing up here and saying you should have joy how's that possible and it's only through that little baby Jesus James 1 says this dear brothers and sisters whenever trouble comes your way gosh this is hard to read whenever trouble comes your way let it be an opportunity for joy Let it be an opportunity for joy. Whenever crud comes, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance, your endurance has a chance to grow. How's your endurance today? <laughs> some of you have got some daggone good endurance going on. Maybe the others, not so much. Not so much. The surprise of joy is the fact that God works through the struggle. That's the good news. God works through the struggles in spite of the horribleness that's going on. He works. The surprise of joy is this, is that God works through the horribleness. Joy is not smile and the whole world smiles with you. Joy is not every cloud has a silver lining. Some clouds are big, they are black, they are thunderclouds followed by tornadoes that do horrible damage. Can you relate to that today? Joy is not having perfect circumstances. Because what did he tell us? In this life, you will have troubles. He never said, I promise you a rose garden. Never once. In this life, you will have troubles. See, joy is this. Joy is applying God's truth and his power and his, his, all that he is to the imperfect circumstances that you're going through in this imperfect world. Let me say that again. Joy is taking and applying God's truth and God's power to our imperfect circumstances in this imperfect world. You might say, well, I've lost everything in my world, Jeff. I lost my, you, you fill in the blank. Is there joy in that? There is if you know him. There is if you know him. Look what the Bible says. Hebrews 10, 34. You even had joy when all that you owned was taken from you because you knew you had something better and more lasting. Do you know that? Do you know that you have something better and more lasting? Even if something so precious as a life 
was ripped away from you. You have something more precious and longer lasting. I understand grief and I understand, I've experienced it in my life. But I want to say to some of you today, you can't live in grief. You can't live continuously in grief. You've got to live in joy. You've got to live with the joy that Jesus can give you. Hebrews 10 puts it this way. You even had joy when all that your own was taken from you because you knew you had something better and more lasting. Guys, you've got to understand that. You've got to, well, I've lost so much, yes, but you've got something better and lasting. The shepherds teach us that. The shepherds also teach us that joy happens when we live out the good news. Shepherds, their, their journey and everything that happened in that field, what, what they did was they teach us when we live it out, when we live out this joy that we're supposed to have, that God does something incredible. You see, the shepherds heard this, this, this uh, angel come and say, I need you to know today is the day. Jesus, is here. he's here. Something, something incredible has happened. And so when they did what the angel told them to do, they found joy. And I want you to not miss that. See, we, we get so caught up in the fact that, that the angels are, you know, out there and the cute little animals and they're making the nice journey to the nice little thing. They, they did something really incredible. Let's, let's talk about that here in just a second. Luke 2.15 says this. God bless you. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. Here, here's the, the thing. I, why, why did they go? <laughs> because the angel told them to go. Well, he was scary, and he, they'd never seen an angel before. And, but they still went. They went. They believed what God had said through the angels. They believed it. And listen, they could have spent the rest of their lives not just saying, heck no, I'm not leaving the sheep. Heck no, I'm not going to the, st- I'm not going to the manger. We'll stay right here. Why should we go? Why should we leave our livelihood and go? But they did. They went. They obeyed. They could have said, I don't know. Is it really going to happen? I mean, all they had was a bunch of scripture that told them, there's a Messiah coming, there's a Messiah coming. And then this this entity shows up, this angel shows up and says, go. And (laughs) they chose to go. There's the point. They chose to go. And figuratively, today, there are some of us here that are not choosing to do what God asks us to do. Figuratively, some of us are staying on that hill. We're staying with the sheep because it's safe, because I don't know what else to do. I don't, I don't want to step out. I don't want to trust him in this. I don't want to give God this. I don't want to give Jesus this. Because if I give Jesus this, I don't know if he'll really take care of it. The shepherds abandoned it all, and they went. I'm here to tell you this morning that it's never too late to trust Jesus. Jesus is calling on some of you, somebody in this room today, to say to you, today is the day you got to trust him again. Because you haven't. Because you've lost faith. You've lost faith in that he can do. Not that you don't believe in him, but you've lost faith that he can do something in your life. You lost faith that there could possibly be joy in your life again. 
You've lost faith in the fact that, that Jesus is who he says he is, and you're not listening to him. God is calling somebody here today. He's saying to you, trust me with your life. Trust me with your decisions. Trust me with that relationship. Stop wondering what's going on and get out of your field and go to where he's told you to go. And he's told every one of us to do different things in this place. Every one of us have a different mission. Every one of us have a different challenge. He either stated, choose to stay with the sheep or you go worship. You go worship at the feet of the, of the one who made the sheep. And that's your choice this morning. Today may be the day that you ask him to help you with a decision for maybe the first time for a long time because you've asked him before and you look at your life and you go, my life's a mess. Where is he? What has he done? Psalms 19.8 says it this way. And this, this goes back to us now. The commandments of the Lord are right all the time. Bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight to life. When Jesus asks you to do something, when you know you're supposed to be doing something and you're not doing it, <laughs> you're sitting on your hill. You're sitting on your hill watching your sheep. The Bible doesn't tell us that anybody did that, but I got a feeling there was probably some shepherds that said, no, you go. <laughs> nah, not me. I'm not going. I don't know. I don't know if there was or not, but I, I, I believe there might have been because it goes, every one of us have different areas of where we believe in faith or we don't. And our faith moves us to do things that we wouldn't ordinarily do. God's commandments bring joy. How is that possible? Because they seem kind of restrictive. They seem kind of like they're telling me what not to do all the time. No. God's commandments bring joy unspeakable joy. Psalms 97, 11 says this way, another way that David put it, light shines on the godly and joy on those who do the right thing. If you know the right thing, you're not doing it. There's a problem with you and Jesus. Got nothing else to say to you today. If you know the right thing to do and you're not doing it, you and Jesus have a problem. It's important to understand what the shepherds understood. It's important to do what the shepherds did. They went. They went. They obeyed. They listened and they went. When you do what God says, the Bible says, it brings joy. He also, many times in the Bible, God asks us to ask him for things. Many, many times. And he God tells us to ask, and when he tells us to ask, the question I think that maybe some of you need to ask today, if you want to form a question, here's a question to form. What are you asking God for this Christmas? What are you asking God for this Christmas? If you're thinking, I don't know, I can ask him of anything, because I don't think he provided the last time I asked him, so I'm not going to ask today. You see, you've got to find the joy it doesn't come when you ask. Joy comes when you receive. Joy comes when you receive what God does. Joy come, You ask God, and then he gives you what he gives you. It is not what you do 
It is what he gives you. You receive the joy. When he gives you his joy, it's the joy that doesn't fade. It's the joy that doesn't go away when horrible crud happens in your life. Because that's when most of our joy escapes. When you pray a prayer, the real joy when that prayer is answered, right? When you ever prayed a prayer and it gets answered, you go, yes, thank you, Lord. It's a celebration. And it has to be a celebration that lasts and has some, some validity to it. So today, maybe my, your prayer might be, God, for Christmas, I want to ask you to give me my joy back because I ain't got it. And a lot of us, I think, are struggling with that. I think a lot of us are, because our, our, our fleshly flesh, it leaks. Our flesh, it, it lets, it, it, the joy just goes away. It dissipates when somebody comes up and you, you do all this stuff for your kids and we're going to have this incredible Christmas this year. We're going to do this incredible trip and we get it and nobody likes it. And everybody's screaming and yelling, you know, well, that didn't work. That was really great. You know, the Clark Griswold, you know, we're going on vacation. And he goes on vacation. You know, he's got it in his head. It's going to be this incredible Christmas. And it's way bigger in his head. And he gets there and the kids are like, "Uh, why'd you bring us on this, Dad? That's where we live a lot of our life. That's where we live a lot of our lives. And we got to have that joy that lasts, even when people around us are frankly bad, wrong, Dumb, stupid, hurtful, angry, cynical. We still can have joy. Man, that's hard. I understand. But it's not yours. You choose it and you let God, you let God give it to you, his joy. And then those two things in conjunction with with miracles and with with only what God can do, then we can have joy through the, the rough patches in life. Lastly, and I, I spoke on this, the very first one, but I got I to gotta bring it out because here's what the shepherds teach us, and they teach us, and so we've got to learn it. We've got to understand it, and I'm going to come back to it again, even though you don't like to hear it. Joy comes when we share and when we spread it around. Joy comes when you take that joy you got and you spread it around. If you don't got it, you ain't going to spread it. I get it. That's why a lot of you aren't spreading it because you ain't got it yourself. But if you got it, you got to share it. And you got to give it. When you tell someone else the good news, what God has done and doing in your life, it brings joy. It brings joy to you. It brings joy to others. I don't know how many times I've heard people that, that have said, I could never stand up and tell somebody something good going on in my life that God's doing. I just, I don't want to do it. That's why when we have Thanksgiving, three of you say, yeah, this is what God's doing in my life. And the rest of you sit there and go, meh. I ain't got nothing. Really? Because when you share it, it gets other people excited. You're not bragging. I, w- I went home last week after my lesson, and I-, I shared a whole bunch of neat stuff and that was going on in my life, and I thought, I think I shared too much. But I, I-, I'm- I, want- I don't want you to look at me and say, oh, Jeff just gets good stuff. I want you to look at me and say, here's what happens when you, when you just say, God, this is-, this is what needs to go on. And you obey and you do it. Sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you do everything. You do all the right things. 
and then you're still stuck in Joseph's well. Here I am, stuck again. Just because you're God's person doesn't mean you have all the great circumstances. Doesn't mean everything falls into place. Not at all. The Bible says that those shepherds immediately shared what God was saying and doing. Look what Luke 2, 17 says. It says this. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. When they had seen him, they, they did what they were supposed to do. They did their very purpose. <laughs> then it goes on. And Psalm, Psalm says this in 107, 22. With joy, they should tell what he has done. See, we, we should get joy from telling other people what Jesus has done in our life, but we're kind of ashamed of it, or we're kind of just kind of, I'll just keep it close to the vest. We have to do it with joy. Here's what God is doing in my life. See, I, I look out in this crowd today, and I know there's some faces in here that have had some really difficult years. This, the, not just year, years, years. There's some people here who have been struggling for years. They think they've got a handle on it, and they, they get to a point, and then the wheels just get kicked out on, underneath them again, and they find themselves flat on the floor. Some of you are going through some really difficult, tough times. And some of you, I see, have chosen joy. And I see that it doesn't mean that you, that you got everything right. It just means for some reason, I think you're letting Jesus in. And you're letting him do what only he can do. And there's some of you, you're not doing it very much. It's, it's not there. And it's just, you're sad and you're angry and there's not joy and there's not this unspeakable joy and so when I get up here and talk about this this I know this is a hard lesson for some of you because you're going this is not my life this is not my wheelhouse who are you talking about I I don't I'm not familiar with these things that you're that you're going on and on about psalm says this 126 5 listen to this those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. It's all right to be tearful. It's all right to grieve. It's all right to be angry and hurt a little bit and all those things. But you sow, you sow while you're crying, and then you're going to reap some joy. God gives you that joy. That doesn't make sense. How can you have joy? Look at you. Look at what you're going through. Who in the world could have joy when they're doing what they're doing? Who could possibly have joy? Well, a spirit-filled Christian. That's who. Christmas turns up the volume on everything. <laughs> Wade alluded to that today. If it's going good, Christmas can be incredible. Grandkids and just incredible, you know, the gifts and kids and seeing them do their firsts and seconds and fifths and and go into their programs, and it's, it's, it's incredible. But if there's loss and hurt and pain, Christmas also turns up the volume on that. And Jesus, he feels your pain, and he wants to take it away. And he wants it not just to diminish, he wants to give you joy. 
Jeff, how can that be? I don't understand it. Only Jesus that can do that. I, I don't know. But I know he's done it in my life several times. Those who sow in tears will reap songs of joy. Don't be afraid to tell God your hurts. Don't be afraid to go through that process. It hurts. It's hurtful. He knows. Just tell him anyway. Don't think that you have to pretend that everything is okay. I'm not saying that today. I'm not saying you got to just act like you're the world's happiest person. I'm not saying have joy because of the circumstances. I'm, having, I'm saying have Jesus' joy through the circumstances. That he takes you through the tornadoes. He takes you through the hurricanes. He takes you through the deaths. He takes you through the, the horrible accidents and the things that happen in our life. He wants to be there for you in a way that only he can describe, in a way that only you can describe when he does what he can do. So today, for our ministry time as the band comes, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that there's some of you that you'll ask God for that joy, maybe today for the first time. Maybe again, another time that, that God has asked you to Maybe he's speaking to your heart today and saying, you know, you were treated horribly. I understand that. My son was treated horribly. Uh, horrible things happen. I know my son, it happened to him too. And see what Jesus can do. I, I got nothing up here, but I know Jesus does. Jesus does. Let's pray and then let's uh, see what God does. Father, we, uh, we just come to you humbly right now, knowing that there's some incredible things that you want to do today, if we'll let you. There is some joy and some peace and love that passes all understanding that can flow today if we choose, if we choose to let you in. And so, God, we humbly, I humbly ask on behalf of my friends here that maybe can't even ask for themselves today because they're just so racked up, because they're so hurt. I pray that you would do a work like only you can do through your Holy Spirit. We love you, and we give you these next few minutes. Amen. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall
prayer for you today is that you will choose joy, that you will ask Jesus to come in and to give you that joy, his joy that doesn't go away, that doesn't escape, it doesn't leak. His joy is perfect, his joy is uh, unspeakable, and uh, I pray that you will seek after that over all things today. I want to uh, ask you to continue to pray for um, a lot of our folks that are sick. Uh, There's many, many people today that are sick colds and different things. The old COVID thing is, is around again. And so just keep praying for, for some of the folks that are out and uh, won't mention them because there's just so many and I don't want to go into names, but lots of folks that are sick today. Also, um, you know, today, right after the service, don't forget to go to the Missions Bazaar. I want to talk about the next two Sundays and I'll let it, uh, Bob come up and do the Christmas thing. I almost forgot. So um, next Sunday is... Uh, Family Picture Sunday, and we we don't dress up around here very much, but if you have a nice family that would like a, a family shot after the service, we're going to take some family picture shots, uh, or just a, just a shot of you. If there's just one, we'll take that picture, and uh, we want to kind of record some of those kinds of things for the future, and we like to always have that, and if you'd like some of those pictures, you can get those in the next coming weeks, but Kelsey and Adam will be doing that right after the service next week. Right, uh, we'll still have the bazaar and the uh, thing before and afterwards. And then on Christmas Day, uh, it's going to be we're having a brunch from ten to eleven. Uh, Matt, Gregory, and myself are going to be doing pancakes, and uh, Matt is a great pancake baker, and uh, I, I do it a little bit down at uh, camp. So we might do some some shapes for you and stuff like that. And we're going to have sausages, and uh, we're going to do that. So if you can come ten to eleven, and then eleven o'clock, we're going to have a real laid back service, and we're asking the kids to wear their PJs. Uh, and, and if, if they got presentable PJs, not like Bob's sweater, but, um, you know, wear, wear something that is uh, like that. And you don't have to dress up either that day. It's just going to be a real laid back day. Uh, we're going to do some stories. We're going to do some carols. We're going to have a, a, a candlelight thing. So we want to celebrate Jesus' birthday big time that day. And I know that some of you have traditions where you're doing things on Christmas morning. But if you do, that's fine. But if you don't, please join us at 10 o'clock for the breakfast 11 o'clock for that. Abby's going to say the same things, but I wanted to get it out there to make sure you knew about it. Here's um, Bob. Uh, That was Tom. 
Tom Bonta. Okay, well, that gave it away. Uh, <laughs> Jeff was on a hot mic. This sometimes happens. Well, so it was, it was close. It was very, it was very close. Could have, you, you're all winners in Jesus' eyes. So um, the third place person who gets a gift card is Miss Mandy. Is Miss Mandy even in here? She might be with, there she is. Yes, yes. Wow, that's impressive, impressive. Uh, the second place person, and it was this was technically probably a tie, but it was very close. But it's it's going to Miss Patty. Miss Patty gets the second place, and I'll come back to you for that. There's that for you, and then and then, are you repeating? Oh, who had the flashing light? Oh, that's. <laughs> I was wrong, Tom. I was like, I didn't even see it. Well, and here is our champion. <laughs> Tom, whenever they say Tom, it's always Tom to me. It's like, but thank you guys. Next year, let's really step it up. Wade, I want to see whatever was uh, hidden from this year for next year. I'm going to be over at your house later to see that. But now we'll listen to Abby. Good morning, Impact Christian Church. My name is Abby Lucas, and I just have a few announcements about what is going on here at ICC. Thanks to everybody today that wore an ugly Christmas sweater for our ugly Christmas sweater contest, and congrats to all the winners. Make sure you drop by after service today to our Christmas Bazaar. If you are in the 6th through 12th grade youth group, make sure you're back here at 1.30 to get our Christmas party started. If you're in the younger youth group, your party does not start to your normal youth group time. On your way out today, please make sure you stop by the Angel Tree and see how you can bless a family this Christmas season. Next Sunday is ICC Picture Day, so please make sure you wear something nice and stop by Adam and Kelsey to get your photo taken after service. December 25th is going to be our Christmas service here at ICC. Remember that it is starting at 11 o'clock. Please come dress normally and casually and kids can wear their pajamas. Also on December 25th, we're going to be having a special breakfast before service and we are going to be having pancakes served to you by Pastor Jeff and Matt Gregory. Please make sure you mark down January 8th as it is our ICC 20th anniversary. We're going to be having a special service that day and a special luncheon and program afterwards. If you would like to help out with the luncheon, please see the sign-up sheet at the front desk. Or if you have questions, please go see Pastor Jeff. Well, ICC, that is all the news I have for you. I hope you have a blessed and awesome week, and we'll see you next week. Later, dudes.